0: Good morning, good morning. In today's podcast episode, I am extremely excited. I've got special guest Becca Goldsbury on the podcast. She works for Southwestern Consulting. She has been a senior sales director for a sales team of over 300 team members and was in the top 50 in personal sales out of 10,000 people. She chose to be a coach because of the passion to help others see their potential, pursue their dreams and goals in life. We're going to get into grit and persistence in this episode have a listen.
1: Welcome to your hidden edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden, tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge.
0: Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest, Becca Goldsbury on the show. Becca, welcome okay. to the show.
2: Thank you so much. Excited to be here.
0: Yes, I am excited. And let's dive right in, right? The the podcast, the show, is all about showing other people's hidden edge because it might uncover that hidden edge in someone else. And so many times we have these blinders on, we can't see what's outside of our real focus. So what's your uh, what's your hidden edge?
2: I would say my hidden edge is grit and persistence. So if I don't succeed the first time, I don't give up. I just keep grinding to find a way to make it happen. It may take me the first try or it may take me 10, 11, 12 years to get where I need to be or where I want to do or something that I want to accomplish, but one way or another, I think it's it's grit and persistence.
0: With okay. grace, and, of course. With grace. Love love that piece uh, added piece to the end. So, grit and persistence, I'm a huge believer in that. We were talking offline before we got online, great book Grit by Angela Duckworth. Love so, it. how in your experience, in your history, did you start to cultivate, did you start to develop that grit and persistence, right? Because we're not necessarily born with it. Many times it's it's through trials and tribulations and we decide, we consciously choose to, hey, I'm, I am i didn't get there yet, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to try something else. So we'd love to, to hear a couple stories on really how you began to develop that grit and cultivate it.
2: Well, I think if my if my mom was here, she would tell you and my dad both would tell you I was very persistent as a little girl. You okay. know, I was always one of those ones that I don't want to say it had to be my way or the highway. But, you know, as growing up, you know, as a toddler, I was very persistent on getting what I want and and how to get there. Um, But in in actual real life, I think it was through sports, especially it started really in high school. I always played sports in grade school and whatnot. But I think in high school, the grit and determination to be better. I was I played volleyball for a couple years in high school. But I think in high school, I really developed the love of field events and track. And so I always just wanted to be Because I was always not just competing against others, but I was also always competing against my personal best. And then that developed and continued. And I did field events in college as well. And so I think that's where it started. That was the seed, um, you know, in high school my sophomore junior and senior year i ended up third in state in the shot put and that always was the drive just to be better you know just keep breaking records and that went on in college as well so i think that was the first grit persistence hard work pays off those life lessons but i also learned hard work always pays off through um all of my grandparents and my mom and dad I learned hard work, persistence, you work, you know, nothing comes free to you, you got to you got to put your time in as well.
0: I love the sports piece and and I've coached youth sports for 20 plus years and I think sports are such a great life lesson that we get to go through this journey on and and I'm right there with you. I mean, just that competitive, gritty nature, that persistence. I mean, you are not going to be victorious every single time. So, you know, it's how do you get better? How do you evolve? How do you stay disciplined? All those factors of moving forward. And on the end of your couple examples there, you, you said nothing comes easy. Nothing. And let's, let, let's dive into that because we are fed as a society through mm. media, through socials, all these things that it should happen quick and easy right there's six minute abs there's build this funnel and you will grow a million dollar business in 30 days it's constantly fed to us so yeah how does that message that we're sent correlate into hey you, you gotta just how do we fight through that message right and and develop grit what what are a couple of things you think?
2: I think one is developing really good habits. And I know you talk about habits all the time. And I think if we develop good habits, whether it's a good morning routine or, you know, strategically planning your week throughout the week, those are things that we talk about, you know, with our clients all the time is creating and developing better habits. Um, And if you're in business, we have to be great and create habits in our skill sets We have to create habits in how we motivate ourselves. And if you're a leader, how do we motivate others? And then we have to create better habits and systems too. And that's something we call the habits triangle. But literally, it all, I think, comes down to nothing comes easy because we have to be better in creating better habits. And nobody is perfect. And if we think we have arrived and we think that we have, Nowhere to grow or that we have learned it all, I think there's always a rude awakening at some point where something shakes that person down to their core and they finally go, oh, okay, maybe I don't have it all figured out just yet. So I would think there's um, that student of the game. We always have to be better. We always have to keep improving personally, professionally, as parents, as siblings, as um, children, I think you know God's given all, all of us a purpose, and you know I think just to be better, we have to be students of our game and creating habits. I think that's what it all boils down to at the end of the day.
0: I love the love the habits piece, right? Our, our success is such a lagging measure of our habits and what we routinely do on a daily basis, and then that idea of. Constant growth, yeah. and the fact that we will never be exonerated from the work. And I again, we're fed this idea of retirement of getting to this tropical island and having your toes in the sand, and and just it being easy. One, you're not going to be happy after a couple of days because you we're, we're meant to chase and and go after targets. But mm-hmm. two, that's just not the reality of life. And and I think. So many times we're fed these mixed messages. And when you finally accept, and I have, people ask, Hey, when are you going to retire? I said, Never. I will always have some type of business or some type of mission that I'm on. Because one, that's been proven that you live longer, yes, on that on that mission. But two, I want to help and and serve others, right? And and that's such a powerful, powerful piece to the equation. So do you have when it's related to grit, persistence, I'm sure just like anyone, you said there's no perfect person. You yeah. still have difficulties. You still have challenges. You still have opportunities in your day-to-day life. Now, is there any process you go through to kind of pick yourself back up, right? But Because it's not necessarily the instance that will never fail. The gold is in, hey, when we have a harsh lesson, how do we bounce back quicker? So there is there anything you go through that, that can really uh, help the audience kind of bounce back quicker?
2: Absolutely. I think for me, what has worked well is affirmations, mm-hmm. first and foremost. I am a big proponent of affirmations and developing affirmations around things that I want to be better at in my daily world. Um, So I do lots of affirmations throughout the day. I actually still listen to about a 20 minute recording of me just listing, you know, I think there's like 150 like affirmations, like about life, about business, about family, about friendships, the relationships and building. Um, So I think that's the first is affirmations. Second is um, I go back to prayer. You know, I go, I, I am a person of faith. And so to me, I I rely on my faith. Um, If if something gets challenging and really tough and really hard, that that's the second. And then third, I kind of do a mini SWOT analysis sometimes, depending on the situation. Like, okay, what went well? What did not go well? All right, where, where can I be better? And then what are what might be the future hurdle or the future threat? so i kind of do a mini swot analysis and kind of strategically think through um and this is totally not if my friends from high school and grade school or in college are listening to this they're like are you sure is that Becca?" but like you know through habits and creating you know new systems you know i really kind of think through big obstacles and and what was the lesson learned and then how can i learn from that move forward with Again, grace and grit and persistence and just keep trying and not give up. I think so oftentimes um, it's easy for people just to give up. So yeah, those, yeah. Are, those are my big things, I think.
0: It so is. And I, I love the affirmations, right? Our, our self-talk is just mm-hmm. so incredibly powerful and people just aren't aware of, the mind doesn't know if you're telling the truth or not many times. Exactly. And if you can speak things out and you can stop those negative beliefs or those negative thought patterns that just play right. over and over again, it's incredibly powerful and I'm just such a a huge proponent of that as well. I mean, I I went for a run last Friday and I was dying like the last leg and here I am running in the park and I I told my sons, people probably thought I was nuts and I'm yelling like, no pain, no pain and Wickersham, what do you have left? And I'm like, I got more left and I'm encouraging myself to keep on, but I get through it through that process. So affirmations, very, very important. Love the fact that you said, hey, people in grade school, high school would be listening to you and have no idea because that's such an important piece as well. You can change, right? I was voted yeah. biggest complainer in my high school senior class awesome. on the male side. People are like, what? And I'm like, yes, I was. So yeah. right. you know, through developing, through working, through investing in yourself, you can make significant changes. So love, love those pieces. And and if you're dealing with that negative self-talk, mm-hmm. By speaking out loud, by providing some energy, a different dialogue, all of a sudden you stop it in your track in its tracks, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can go the other way, which love that, love that for, for sure. So grit, persistence, always getting up, such mm-hmm. a vital piece to to the success equation. The other piece I know you want to talk about is building relationships and serving mm-hmm. others and, and coming from that that place. Describe how that plays a role in your daily life personally and professionally.
2: Absolutely. Um, when I was in high school and college, uh, for me, my track was I'm gonna be a family therapist. And so I got my master's um, at the University of Louisville with a master's in social work. And I did family therapy for a while and I loved helping people and problem solving and you know, being able to listen and what i learned from that was if i am focused only on myself things don't always go the way we want it to go it's amazing that when we think and how can we serve others how can we help others where the doors just open up and so i have carried that through with me throughout my sales career as well and and just as a business professional and just really taking time to listen. If we're always the ones talking and always um, me focused, I think we always miss out on more opportunities. But if if we're able to connect, build amazing relationships, ask, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I serve your team? I think there's always greater opportunities. What can be found, and of course, from there, your your business will your you'll grow as a person and in business too so i just think serving others um being servant focused um and just building relationships i think is key and especially coming out of COVID, i feel society needs to do more of that more of that connecting i think we lost so much of our connecting that we need, to, we need to get back to where that was.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm right right there with you. I, I yeah. take time to listen, right? Such an important mm-hmm. practice to get into. And I will tell you, I come from kind of a fixer mentality. And this did not serve me well in my marriage when I you know, we were first married because my wife would talk about something and I immediately be jumping to how do I fix this mm-hmm. rather than how I listen and one of the best practices i've gotten into is holding that and then asking for permission at the end do you just want me to listen or do you want a option or a solution or or my advice and by saying that and having that in my back pocket i can just sit and listen and that's so so important i would say you know as far as the connection and coming from a serve help mentality we i'm right right in line with you we need to do more of that yeah. If you're building relationships in business and you come from that place, number one, you're going to stand out mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten, people are all about, "Hey, what what is in it for me?" Not, "Hey, how can I help you?" And I know I bring that up sometimes, and people are—I'm sure you probably experience the same thing. People are kind of blown away that I actually ask them that question. So, very very powerful when it comes to uh, to building relationships for for sure, and. Picking back on that topic of building relationships, mm-hmm. you know, are there any ways that you continue to nourish, cultivate, build that relationship in the future? Do you have any, we talked about habits and routines, right? Do you have anything that you use where, hey, you're reaching out every so often. Is there any process behind that that you could share?
2: You know, I had an amazing intern um, this past summer and this summer, she helped me create a, took my current follow-up system that I have for clients and past clients. And we really wanted to do something where it's more client-focused. And I, I truly believe everybody needs to have a really good follow-up system if you're in business, especially if you're in sales or in, in leadership Or if you own a business, you know, do you have a really good follow-up process and a really good follow-up system of keeping in touch with current clients, past clients, um, future clients? And so I've got a really great follow-up system. And then once a week, I try to do, you know, you can call it networking, but it's one thing that are meeting with one person or having one conversation And just building relationships, whether it's a current client, future client, uh, networking opportunities, but whether it's uh, via Zoom or in person, but just once a week at least to connect, just take time and just listen and build relationships. I think that's, those are my habits, a good follow-up system. And then once a week, just being very intentional with building the relationship.
0: Gotcha. Love it. Yep. I mean, that that follow-up system is so important and yep. putting on the calendar or having it there. Again, if you want to stand out, that's a great way to do it. You have a reminder, it pops up. Oh, I need to reach out to Becca, shoot her a note. All of a sudden you do it, you, you stand out and it does make a difference. And so many times I think we're always looking at, does it make a difference today? It might not. But I always say you're you're putting that love, that serve, that helping. You're you're making a deposit into that bank. Eventually, it's going to come back and and pay such fruits to your labor of putting in the work. And plus, we all want to care and love other people, right? We're we're all based in that. So by helping, serving, it's going to light you up mentally. And uh, you're putting that positivity out in the universe, which to your point, Becca, we, we need to do more of that.
2: And I think one of, just to give an example of listeners are like, okay, like give me an example. I love, Mm -hmm. you know, to do handwritten notes. You know, if I'm meeting with somebody or had a great conversation, just shooting them a note of gratitude and um, my assistant, she's amazing. She helps me out, but she makes sure that I get birthday cards and, you know, we do fun things for Christmas with clients and um, you know, if, you know, clients and people are having babies and getting married, sending small little gifts, just to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I think those small touches, I think are very important too. Just to show that, Hey, I care. I get it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 100%. We got a comment in from a Lawrence Johnson. Let's see what he said. He says, nothing worth having worth having will be had overnight. It takes resilience. Yep. For, for Ooh. sure. Love that. Uh, love that. So we talked about grit persistence, the ability to get up. Mm-hmm. Want to go back to that real quick. Yeah. If somebody is just in a dark place, mm. how do they start to dig out? Right. And and I want to hear your your input because I'm always interested to and curious to learn what others think, practice personally. Yeah. And we know a lot of people are out there suffering in quiet. Isolations, depressions, anxiousness, stress are at all time highs. So, how Mm -hmm. does somebody start to get back up if they've been knocked down in life?
2: I think that's a great question. So, one, affirmations. Two, if you don't have affirmations, maybe listening to an amazing, uplifting podcast or a YouTube station, something along those lines. Um, Something we always talk about at Southwestern Consulting is. You know, it's the old principle of, you know, the five closest people to you help develop who you are. So if you are in that dark, gloomy place, I think some introspection is very important and just really taking a look at like, who are the five people I spend the most time with? Are Like John Maxwell, are they elevators? Are they lifting you up? Or are they down elevators and pushing you down to where you don't feel good about who you are as a person or you're, you know, as a, as a man, child, wife, you know, a human being? Are they just constantly tearing you down? Or are they lifting you up saying, hey, you got this and helping dusting you off? I think that it's important to make sure the closest people around you are those who are your constant cheerleaders and your biggest supporters, because if you can't tell them your goals and your dreams and your vision without being scared of what they're going to say, you might need to take a look and see if you can find people who are going to celebrate and help you get there.
0: I love, I love Number two, you said like a podcast or a YouTube video. I mean, I am constantly in the mornings. Once my kids get on the bus and my wife, she's a teacher, she goes to school. I mean, I'm working out. It's just YouTube motivational videos. Yep. In the shower, I've got it playing on a Bose speaker, cooking breakfast. I've got I'm just constantly filling my mind with that. Mm-hmm. And it's so incredibly powerful because it uplifts you to your point. Right, and then your your second point was that that circle. Do yeah. you have people that are constant complainers are are taken away from that energy, or do you have people that say, "Hey, Becca, you can crush this! Like, go do it. You've got such an amazing gift. Share it with the world." Those are the people you need to surround yourself with. So, I love uh, love those two pieces on top of the affirmations for sure.
2: Yep, those I think those have helped me in my darkest days and 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 if it doesn't help if those things don't help you know i always believe everybody needs a really good coach and then everybody needs a therapist in life and that's okay there is there is no stigma um i i truly believe
0: that Yep, i do i do as well i was i was talking the other day with somebody and and we all have this belief that we're the only one that is going through tough times personally and professionally and i said I could probably throw a stone in my neighborhood right now and hit five houses that have people that are going through very similar issues. So, uh, so so true, Becca. I've loved the conversation. Where can people find you? I know you wanted to uh, to give away a free session as as well for for listeners, if it if it strikes a chord in them.
2: Absolutely. Um, if those who want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn under Rebecca Goldsberry, you can also find me Instagram at Becca Goldsberry, SWC, and feel free to um, message me on those platforms. Those are the easiest. And then also, yeah, for those who are interested in learning more about a complimentary workshop for your sales or leadership team, we have amazing customized one-hour workshops for your regular sales meetings. So it's our way of introducing who we are And then also the cool aunt gets to come in and uh, piggyback on the things that you are already working on with your team and just bringing in some fresh perspectives to help you grow business and just to go out there and crush it with grit, persistence, and grace, of course.
0: Love it. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show, Becca.
2: Thank you so much, Jeff. I
0: appreciate you. It's been great. Have an amazing day, everyone. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge Podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.